Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the November issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Corn Silage Feedout. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Pablo Loza, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Feedlot Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for having me here. Dr. Loza, we're getting to the time of year now where we're starting to see some folks open up those silage piles that they put up here earlier this summer. And part of the feeding silage effectively is managing the face, doing a good job during feed out to minimize deterioration from aerobic activity that can happen when we open that pile up. Talk through with us just some good management practices that we need to pay attention to to make sure we're minimizing loss that happens as we feed that silage off the pile. Absolutely. As, as uh, we discussed in the article, when we put the silage on, everybody's very aware of details. Everybody's very aware with what we're doing. And, and usually once the silage is piled up, the product is really good. On the other side, when we start using it, well, things are quite different because first, it's not the only thing we have to do that day. That's probably the first one. Then most of the time, the person that's going to use the silage or, or uh, start using it for sure have something or something else to do on that day. So the attention to detail usually is not the same. It's not always the case, but, but it's uh, most likely the case when you have a farm and you have other things to do. Different is when, when you have a, I don't know, in a big company where probably is one or two people managing the pile and the and the face of the, the silage. It's really important that we keep that face as smooth as possible and, and getting just out of the pile, just the material that we're going to use that particular day. So there are ways to do it. There are equipment to use to have the smoother face possible. And and also there are techniques that you can you can use with the equipment you have. Now, when we are in a let's say medium to small size operation, the equipment might be an issue, and the specific equipment might not be present. And then we have to deal with the equipment we have. And most of the times, I would say almost always, we have some type of skid loader or payloader. And one technique that, that we observe that's really good on managing is driving the skill loading from the size of the pile. Now, that's complicated when you have a bunker, right? When you have walls on the sides, when, when your walls are close together, when, when you cannot move the skill loader from side to side. In that case, what you can do is just advancing at first uh, in the line with the, with the walls, with lateral walls, up to some point, and then start shaving, like creating a face that's going to be facing, let's put it that way, facing one of the walls. I'm not sure if I'm being clear, Aaron, here. Yeah, I think just in talking about, as you're saying there, we want to think about how we're taking that silage off the pile, and we want to create a clean face. And uh, so shaving that down, not sticking your bucket in the bottom and pulling up, exactly. but really cutting down and dragging that silage back, uh, not loosening the pile as a whole. Is that correct? Exactly. And and if you if you can I mean you can you can go back to the, the article and you can see that there's a really good picture of that type of work with this with a payloader basically parked on the side of the pile. 
And, and that really, I mean, with a skid loader, you can have a really, really nice face. And, and by having that face smooth and clear cut, obviously, you reduce a lot of the, the waste product you have, but also your product will be fresher every day. And that would, in, obviously, that would increase the, the consumption of the silage. By having a good product, you would be having no odor constraints or bad taste that cattle could reject. And, and that's, uh, that has been researched for many times in many different places. And it really is, a, is a, I mean, sometimes bad, bad kept silage can depress intake quite a bit. So it is a, it is a really important thing to do. So one of the things I think about, as you mentioned here, if you're in the size of an operation where you can use a piece of equipment like that basically dresses the silage pile, Mm -hmm. uh, you're probably really paying a lot of attention to your silage and the quality. You know, I'm thinking about here, folks that have backgrounding operations and they've got a silage pile or a cow-calf operation and they've got a silage pile. Uh, That's a little harder sometimes because we don't have the equipment uh, maybe to dress the face like we would in a in a large dairy or feed yard, we're not feeding silage out at the same rate. So, you know, we we're having a little harder time minimizing oxygen exposure to that silage. So just help us think through, you know, maybe if we're feeding out fewer cattle, we're not, you know, we're not a large yard, we're not a large dairy. What are some basic principles we need to remember to try to, to minimize loss as we feed out that silage? What are some things we can do? That is a really, really interesting question. That that's it, it would take more of your time to do it, but uh, there there are a couple of things that you can do. First, I mean you you have to probably design the way you're going to be putting together that that silage in the way that the the no matter what type of equipment you have or what's the rate of uh, usage that you're going to have your exposed surface is as minimum as possible. One option that is probably not as common, but it probably is, I would say, more common going east is the using bags. I mean, silo bags are a really, really interesting um, technology that has always a very, regardless of uh, how good you are on moving the material out of the bag, that's a really interesting uh, technology to keep the silage in in good conditions because all all the all the faces but this uh, but just the small face on the very tip of the bag is um, they they are all covered if they are in good shape right now another another thing that you should be always be very aware is what's the amount you need to use for for that particular day some people uh, take the time to cover it back with whatever you are covering, either it's a nylon tarp or some other material tarps that, that are now available in the market, you could you could cover back the face every time you use it. Now, that's that takes quite a bit. What I would suggest in, in those operations is think on front. Before you start putting the silage, think on how you're going to use it. That is probably their way of thinking. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm answering your question there. Yeah, Pablo, I think you're spot on. I think in my mind, as we think about using silage, we also need to think about, as you said, how are we going to design how, where the pile is and then the size and shape of the pile. Exactly. And of course, you know, we want to minimize surface area. And so a deep pile is going to do that. But 
from a cow-calf operation, maybe where we're not feeding a lot of silage, it's still an important part of the ration or maybe a, a backgrounding yard. Uh, we got to think through, you know, not only getting that pile put up right, but as you said, how are we going to use it as it comes out? And so that may shape or change how we think about the size of the pile, how we shape it, where we put it as yeah. we think about feed out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would think and I would make it everybody to think before putting the pile where, how and when we are going to use it and how it's going to be part of our daily routine. Because, I mean, putting a, a pile of silage, and that's the key here, putting the silage in, that might take us one or two days, but then we're going to be feeding those that pile for who knows how long, you know, and it's every day. One day is not a big deal. If you should sustain something that's not comfort to you for one day, it's okay. But when you have the same pain every day for the next 120 days, well, the attention of detail and the, um, let's say the happiness to go back to work would change quite a bit, right? Yeah. And I think also just, you know, you brought up the issue of silage bags. And I think uh, from my perspective, again, as we look at equipment size now and the size of silage choppers, how quickly, how fast they can harvest product, uh, getting that packed well, getting it, you know, covered and sealed, it just, uh, in my mind, becomes increasingly challenging to do. And so you're coming around bagging silage, I think, especially for operations where you're not going to have a really high rate of feed out really is something to consider. Uh, I know for many folks are saying, ah, that's expensive. And it is, I think, more expensive for sure than putting it in a pile and covering it. But when you look at also then reducing the deterioration that happens as you feed it, the opportunity to uh, just keep it well-preserved, I, I really do think it it garners some of our attention or should garner our attention as we think about how we put up silage. Absolutely. And, and uh, the other thing is if we think, I mean, very small operations – might be able to shut, I mean, close that that bag and feeding in two years. So sometimes some small operations do not consider uh, using silage because they don't have, I mean, enough usage for that. Uh, but now if you can do it in two years or three years with a good product, and, and trust me, the bags kept if the bags are in good shape, right? The bags can keep the product in a much better situation that's more, that any small, either bunker or pit or whatever type of silage you use that you just cover and seal with tarps. Pablo, what else would you encourage folks to think through? Maybe some things that wouldn't come to mind initially as you're feeding out silage just to make sure you're getting the best quality product you can in the bunk in front of the cattle. Well, one thing that's that I think everybody should consider and, and be very careful is when we purchase equipment, there are a lot of considerations that for like with silos with and with any other equipment, it's pretty much what's the usage, was how many years of depreciation, your labor organization within the within your operation, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, I mean, if you have uh, um, a silo phase that is high enough, just be careful. 
I mean, the security around working around these files is an issue. It's uh, have been very many documented incidents on people either hurt or even even fatalities on working around silo phases. So those are things are, that we have to keep always in mind. Pablo, anything else you'd like to add to the content of the article we talked about today? Um, take, take what you need every day out of the silage. Get it. Leave a really nice face, the smoother you can do, and be careful around silage. Well, thanks again for joining me today. You're welcome, Aaron. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can find this article at the beef.unl.edu website. Title of the article we discussed, Corn Silage Feedout.